Weekday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. It's hashtag Wonderlust this Wednesday here on your workday afternoon on Money FM 89.3. I'm Timothy Go, and I prefer to have an aisle seat. In fact, I'd be willing to pay just to be sure I have an aisle seat wherever it is I'm going. But I might be in the minority here. Let's uh, listen now to my guest today, Mike Volkovich from CWT. Uh, they have new research. Uh, it seems to suggest more of you prefer to be on the window side when you're flying. Is that right? That is what it finds out. I'm actually one of the window people myself. Uh, so you're an aisle guy. I'm a window Okay, guy. wait. Let me rephrase that. I'll be a window guy if I have direct aisle access. Well, that's the best of both worlds, right? That's the, yeah, like in business where you have the single configuration or the front yeah. back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. That's I hate the, the front back, but yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Although I just was on the Qatar one and it was amazing. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I but, saw that one. I haven't tried it. Yeah. Going back to island window. Mm-hmm. So you prefer the window. Why do people prefer window seats? Yeah, I enjoy well, the let's view. Let's just make it general. We're talking about economy class now. I think, I think many people enjoy the view, right? People enjoy the, the ability to get access to see what's going on outside. Are clouds so, flying around? Well, <laughs> I, used to live in, I, I used to live in Spain, and I used to enjoy flying over those beautiful uh, olive tree orchards on the way into town. You know, it was not bad. Or the mountains, right? Okay, you got a nice it, it, view. it does depend where you are, where the airport flight path is. Sure. I mean, for an av geek, you need to know all these things, right? Um, so it depends. It does. Uh, but in general... When you are just going to see clouds, mm-hmm. after a while, after the first 10 minutes, the city is gone. I suppose you're right. Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, certainly long haul when you're up high for a long time. I, I guess what sticks out in my mind in February, I had to go to a meeting in Phoenix and mm-hmm. I got to fly into one of the most beautiful sunsets on earth, right? In, in the southwestern United States during that period of time of day. Mm-hmm. And I thought, God, I'm so glad I'm in a window seat, you know? There are times when I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, when, when, when you're on a single business class seat, it's fine. Uh, there are places where you would want to be on the window seat because you get to see what's mm-hmm. below. Uh, now, here's a, polarizing, from, from a, here's a polarizing question for you. You ever watch a lightning storm at night from a window seat on a plane? I've seen one, yes. I even captured it on video. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Some people get really scared, though. They don't want to be flying through. No, it's fascinating. (laughs) It is fascinating. Okay, there you go. So that's one reason to be on the window side. But see, the thing is, if you're on economy and there's two other people sitting beside you, Mm -hmm. getting out um, is a hassle. Yeah. Getting out when they're sleeping is even worse. Yeah. That, that, that prompts the question of do you climb over strangers or do you ask them to move and inconvenience them? You know? I, I take the aisle seat. <laughs> take the aisle seat. Okay, I take the aisle seat, but I also don't like it when people hop over me, mm. which means I take the aisle seat in the middle. So the chances of somebody else disrupting my restful travel is down to just one person right. or nobody. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good tip. I think that's the way to go, right? Taking it in the middle so that you have a much more uh, peaceful type of trip. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 65% prefer that window seat. Yeah. And, uh, well, I guess that leaves the rest for the aisle. Good for me. Good for you. However, um, aisle seats are a premium if you have to pay for them. Well, I think that, you know, the airlines have discovered that people like you and me exist and we are willing to pay <laughs> a few extra dollars. It's usually not a big cost uh, to get the seat that you prefer. And I think that... Uh, it's 50 euros on Lufthansa yeah, to Europe. That's a lot of money. But it's a long flight. I mean, okay. as a percentage, you know. <laughs> For it's, economy. I, yeah. 
So I think that you know, in in the big picture, it's it's kind of a nominal fee, but it does secure you the seat that you want, right? So I think that they've they've thought a lot about how they price those things. The comfort that you want as a person, as a traveler. I Mm -hmm. mean, some people, and I don't know how they do it, but I admire them for it. They can take the window seat and they won't even stand up for six hours. I don't know how they do it, but some people can do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can't do that. <laughs> it's so, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I need to stand up yeah. and walk around and get my things up above. Okay. Another survey that I found very interesting is how travelers prefer missed flights over lost luggage. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, for those of us who have experienced lost luggage, depending on where it is, we did in this survey make sure that it was clear have your baggage misplaced en route to your destination. So that's ah, the much okay. worse option, mm. right? If I'm on my way home, whatever. It's okay. It's okay, right? I'll deal with it. I'll wait a few days. They'll deliver it to me. Having your baggage misplaced when you're on your way to a trip where you have to go shopping, replace things, it can be very inconvenient, right? Um, but, yeah, overwhelmingly, I think most people – or not overwhelmingly. It was, it was – there was half. a margin there. About half, a little better than half, would prefer to miss the flight. Now, I've also discussed this with a few colleagues. I wouldn't want to miss my flight back from, you know, Ulaanbaatar or something like that. Mongolia is an exotic destination. You might love it. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't want to be there, but, you know, you don't know when that next flight's going to be. True. If you're in Frankfurt or Chicago, you're going to get home. You know, it might be a few hours of inconvenience, but you'll be all right. Uh, if you're in a far-flung destination, missing a flight can be a high-consequence thing. Uh, or it could be an opportunity to stay around for another night or so. See, that's what uh, the world needs, Tim, is more open-minded <laughs> travelers like you, people who are willing to see the world and, and, and roll with it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm the type. You know, if I'm stuck in traffic and I'll miss my flight, it's fine. I'll stay another night. It's so okay. So am I. Yeah. That's right? the, that's but the, that's the you're right. right. Losing that luggage or not knowing where your belongings have gone to is uh, tougher, yeah. I think, for the mind. Yeah, I think so, too. And, you know, personally, I'm, I'm somebody who very rarely checks bags. So, okay. uh, you know, and, and I actually, you know, am unlikely to misplace luggage. But at the same time, like yourself, I'm probably a lot more open-minded about whatever. I stay another night out by the airport, maybe go back into the city, find my way home. It's okay. But right. the instances of, of uh, mis, uh, losing your luggage is most likely that it's been left behind because you are transferring from one flight to another on two different aircraft. There are a lot of reasons for ground handlers losing baggage, but you're right. That's one of the primary ones. Tight connection, min- minimum connection times mm-hmm. or you know, uh, some sort of some sorting error. A lot of things can go wrong. Baggage handling is an extremely complicated aspect of the way um, – you know, airports operate. So. Uh, in terms of insurance payouts as well, I guess if you lose your luggage, mm. it's definite. You don't have it. They pay you up a certain amount depending on how much insurance you have as opposed to missing a flight. Um, it depends on whose fault it is, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, missing a flight, there's a lot of dynamics and there can be some finger pointing. So if you do use travel insurance, not everybody does. Um, people have differing opinions about that. Uh, luggage is obviously one of the key advantages of that, right? You know that if you lose a baggage, then you know what it's going to be covered and you'll you'll be okay. You'll be reimbursed at some, at some level. Uh, this is obviously a big deal if you've planned a family vacation or something and, you know, you can't go skiing or something mm. like that. That can be really high impact. So people do want to invest in the insurance for that. Whereas you're right. Missing a flight, there's going to be a lot more complications surrounding was it – 
your fault or was it, you know, you do not plan ahead effectively or was the security line too long? The airport or the airline can't take responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or in another case of uh, an inconvenience when you lose your luggage to flying to a destination you're going to, it might not be your final destination. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you could be going up to a mountain to ski, then how are they going to find you and deliver your luggage? Mm, yeah. So there's there's definitely higher consequences to that sort of a thing. So anyway, it's interesting to see where the where that shook out. Um, we saw, you know, that it was about 50-50 in Asia-Pacific. Uh, there was not a whole lot of deviation except for the fact that uh, in China, I think people were much more likely to miss a flight. People in China, of course, are probably flying into or out of fairly large airports. Busy airports. Busy yeah. airports, lots of flights, lots of traffic. So mm. missing a flight may be a lower consequence for them. Okay. Uh, quick tip on lost luggage and how should people cope with this? Yeah. For me, mm-hmm. don't check a bag. Okay. For I'm me, sorry. just pack a set of clothes just in case. Uh, that's Yeah. That's the other thing is I all, if I do check my bag, I've always got a spare change of clothes yeah. in my backpack or something like just that. Just tie you over for the night, right? Yeah. If, in the case that that happens, yeah. If you're just joining us here on Money FM, I'm Timothy Go here on Hashtag Wanderlust, sitting in for Clarissa Montero on your workday afternoon. Usually it's Clarissa and I here talking about traveling and all those things that we like to do when we're traveling. But today I've got Mike Volkovich from CWT talking about your behavior when you travel and some very interesting findings as well, Mike. Because 64% of travelers prefer ground transport. Uh, I assume this is taxis and, and shuttle buses over public uh, transportation. And I personally prefer public transportation. I would save on my ground transportation locally to fly business class. I'm with I'm you on that. that way. Yeah, okay, okay, we're the same. That. I think that, I think <laughs> that uh, if, if, you know, if you're a more seasoned traveler, you've probably ridden the metro in lots of countries, right? Mm-hmm. You've probably uh, gotten familiar with the way public transport works in lots of places. And, and that's kind of part of the fun of going to a new place in some way. Yeah. Figuring out how the, how the metro works. And, and how to and, fit your suitcase into that turnstile. Uh, yeah, that's always one, too. <laughs> Good for the upper body workout when you have to yep. lift that thing up. But, yeah, it's, um, that's, that's one thing that I think might be another differentiator between people who are a little bit more road-worn than others. Mm. Uh, it's safer, obviously, to get into a car where you might not speak the local language and have someone take you directly where you want to go. Uh, but I would encourage people. Uh, as as a traveler to where you're comfortable with it, get familiar with the public transportation system for sure. For as to your point, uh, it's a more budget friendly option. It's more, you know, it eco- adds to the experience. Yeah, it's as an well. experience. It's an ecologically friendly option as well. So yeah. some story to tell if something happens, if you get lost, for example. Yeah. Or if somebody is nice enough to help you with your suitcase or help you find your destination or walk you there. You know, those are stories and experiences as a traveler you treasure. Exactly. Yeah. Which you don't get. And, you know, the chance to help somebody else. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, One thing I don't understand are people, regular travelers, business travelers I can understand, but regular travelers who would book hotel transfers to be picked up by their hotels. I know it's convenient. You're paying three times more. Yeah. I mean, I think that if it's a feature that comes with your hotel, fine, fine. you know, mm-hmm. but uh, d- and depending on where you're going, if you're going I personally, I, I have done that a few times when I go to very fl- far flung wilderness oriented destinations. I've done that a few times where mm-hmm. I take advantage of the shuttle transfer because there may not be another way to True. get out <laughs> where you're going. Uh, you know, I'm into fly fishing, so I go to some pretty far places. OK. And, and then you got to do that. So but yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm with you about that. I think that. 
you know, experiencing local transport or planning ahead, finding out what to do, learning about the best practices is a much more um, broadening experience. Broadening, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good point there. Now, something creepy as well mm-hmm. for me anyway. Uh, it says here nine in ten travelers – are willing to share their travel preferences. I assume sharing online or with strangers or how, how do you define this? Well, online and with strangers, uh, I think are becoming one and the same, right? I mean, I think, <laughs> True, that, yes. you know, uh, sharing travel preferences, we found some interesting data uh, points about that. You know, 14% of European travelers are not willing to share their preferences either with a mobile app or with other people while traveling for business. And that rises to 17% when they're traveling for personal reasons. Um, and travelers from the Americas or Asia Pacific are more willing to share those things, mm-hmm. right? Some of that, I think, stems from the way travel suppliers or brands use that information to their own advantage. How do I advertise to you? How do I sell to you? How do I have a potential to upsell you on another feature or another uh, component to your travel? (laughs) So I think that sometimes people feel a little defensive about sharing that information because they fear that it might be used against them in the future. Um, On the other hand, I think that there's other experiences. Certainly, we see that here in in, uh, Southeast Asia where providers, hotels, airlines especially, will learn more about you and try to cater a better travel experience to you, right? Which is a good thing, which is what it's supposed to be anyway, right? And that's a good thing, right? That's an enhanced customer service experience. So that's why people, I think, are more willing to share those things because they believe by – by giving providers what I prefer, I'm more likely to have a better experience. And that, and in many cases, that is true. They mm. will do what they can to meet your needs and have a positive experience because they want repeat business. They want to impress you. But do these people uh, in your survey, I'm not sure, um, but you know, I often do this when I travel. I'm at the airport. I will check in on Facebook just because that map looks fascinating to me, you mm-hmm. know, when they have that flight path from where you're going to, where you are, to where you're going to. Uh, is there a danger to doing something like that? Uh, I'm not in a position to say if there's a danger to doing something like that. I think uh, some people enjoy the uh, social media aspect of travel and, and running into friends and stuff like that. I, as a, you know, I'm not a Luddite. I have minor participation in social media type stuff and I travel a lot. So as long as you apps. don't, you make sure you don't post a picture of your boarding pass with your uh, flight confirmation number, your full name and all that, it should be safe, right? Uh, Especially if you're publishing to your friends only, right? You never know who has access to your friend's account, though. Well, so. I mean, if I was a media magnate like you, Tim, I might, <laughs> I might be a little more concerned about that as a, as a regular guy. It's just a reminder kind of to our listeners here. I mean, your, your flight confirmation number and your last name will give a stranger access to your flight details. Yeah, you, shouldn't, you should not publish things like your, your uh, record locator. Or mm-hmm. your, you know, if people know your first and last name, they already know it, right? But um, yeah, flight details. Sure. Yeah, that's 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 information you should be careful about sharing. Okay. Yeah. So, but sharing to uh, companies, travel uh, travel related companies, is fine because they're catering uh, experiences and ads for you. For the most well, part, I guess. I mean, they're in general. Yeah, I mean, any business, right? I mean, we. But personally, I like airlines pushing 
destinations to me that I've looked at because they give you a good deal. If there is a good deal, you will know about it. And that's what they're striving to do, right? They're trying to make their content relevant to you to, to make sure that from a merchandising standpoint, they're giving you what you want to see from them and not inundating you with irrelevant things. All right, Mike, thank you very much again for joining me here on Hashtag Wonderlust on Money FM 89.3. That's Mike Volkovich from CWT. Thanks, Sam. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.